Oh, you know what I should have done is open the document I need. Oh my god. <laughs> a classic. A classic move. I really, you know, I probably could just wing it. <laughs> probably. Man, we're going to make a lot of jokes about winging it, aren't we? I don't know if all of them are going to fly. I take it back. This podcast <laughs> is a bad idea. <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am one of your hosts, Sophie, and today I have a randomly generated bird species. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still... We're still figuring out how to introduce that one. Hold on. Let me take it it again, Uh because that's not the whole of it. Okay, wait. I have a randomly generated bird species with superpowers. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Anyway. Uh-huh. We're workshopping it. Yeah. The species and the magic power <laughs> that I have today uh-huh. is that I am a brainless brick chickadee. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Who put brainless in? That's not a superpower. I mean, it could be. It could be. Could it? Sophie, you're the jellyfish person. You're right. You should be advocating for brainlessness. Jellyfish are pretty magical. What if your your superpower is that you have a a neural network instead of a brain? Wow. Yeah. Or (laughs) it's that you can shift. No, wait, that's just shape shifting. Um, I've actually, I actually started life with a brain and then like a tunicate, I just slowly lost it because it was too much work. (laughs) too much that happened to me when i turned 27 i'm gonna be a filter feeder now (laughs) there you go don't need a brain for that (laughs) anyway what are you guys and who are you uh my name's sam but i am a spooky tundra cormorant well a spooky one i don't know what spooky is as a I superpower i still has to go through this generator listen you try coming up with a hundred different superpowers okay it is difficult i did put some very interesting ones in there after hannah took all the good ones um so spooky might have been me because i did go on a rampage on it during halloween i think so oh my god yeah sam you put nasal spray in there like, <laughs> you know, know why to make fun of my <laughs> nasal spray is something spooky is not <laughs> no nasal spray was the noun but no spooky... no it's, uh, wait. it's under superpower <laughs> um i have no explanation <laughs> i don't know why maybe how is nasal spray a superpower? <laughs> you know, it's like those um, lizards that shoot blood out of their eyes. Yeah. Oh, but I shoot it out of my nose! Ew. Well, you don't, because you're just spooky. That's you're your superpower. Spooky. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> Have you ever seen a ghost? Checkmate. They're spooky. <laughs> Ghosts explicitly do a lot of things other than be spooky. Yeah, but they also are spooky anyway okay what are you hannah i'm adding ghost to the list of superpowers <laughs> is a ghost <laughs> a ghost at this point we're just using neopets paintbrushes yeah Ooh, i'm a ghost brick chickadee <laughs> okay anyway anyway if we're finished roasting my generator <laughs> <laughs> yeah my name is hannah but uh today i am a necromantic sandwich owl Wow. See, that's a superpower. <laughs> yeah, it sort of sounds like something that might have been in the Guardians of Gahul series. Yeah. Sure. A sandwich owl? More than necromancy owl. The sandwich- Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Do they know what sandwiches are? <laughs> I bet those owls make sandwiches. They have, like, kitchens and shit. There's a mouse in between two pieces of bread. <laughs> <laughs> Rolled up in, like, two other mice. <laughs> two other mice? <laughs> gross anyway we're not going to talk about the guardians of gahul because that's not the oh. book we're reading we're reading a very different book <laughs> we should read the guardians no of no no okay those the bonus episodes no oh yes <laughs> patreon <laughs> yeah for patreon no we're reading maximum ride <laughs> the angel experiment obviously of course of course and 
as mentioned previously, we are doing four chapters at a time because, spoilers, we read four chapters this time and they were five pages in total. <laughs> yes. So that's why we're reading four chapters oh at a God. time. But yeah, if you guys want to tell us what happened in those four chapters, that would be great. Sure thing. So chapter one starts us off with a chase scene. Max is running away from the school and being chased down by the erasers, which are those half man, half wolf guardians of the school that we heard about in the prologue. Uh, Max makes it all the way to the cliff's edge and makes the decision to jump off the cliff and take her first flight. And in the last line of the chapter, she declares, I'm not going to die today. But as the start of chapter two tells us, it's all actually a dream about when Max actually escaped from the school. And this is a common occurrence for her. She then goes on to tell us that her and her family are safe living on a mountainside house shaped like an E on its side. They (laughs) don't have anyone else there with them, though they did have a guy named Jeb who used to be around but disappeared two years ago and is now assumed dead. Now Max is basically head of the family since she's the oldest and the chapter ends with someone saying good morning to Max and Hannah take it away well chapter three opens with the gas man entering the kitchen uh i just can't take the gas man seriously oh my god me neither and then from there we meet the rest of the flock and that's pretty much all that happens in these two chapters so first we have the gas man aka gazzy who is eight years old and farts a lot he can (laughs) imitate voices and is a biological sibling to angel who is six and can read minds there is nudge who is 11 and so far that's all she is and then there are iggy fang and max who are all 14 iggy is blind and good at cooking and fang is a classic dark-haired quiet male secondary character who max will Mm. surely fall in love with at some point And now that we've met all of the characters, they all have breakfast together and go to pick strawberries. And then all of a sudden, some erasers show up and the chapter ends on a cliffhanger. That's two chapters worth of information, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. And you forgot that Nudge also talks a lot. Oh, yes, she does talk a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. That's the other thing about Nudge. The only other thing. Yeah. I have it in my head that she's black, but she's not described physically. Everyone else has is given a physical description of some kind. She's also black in my memories. So okay, I think so she, she does be. get described <laughs> at some point. At some yeah. point. Yeah. I think the only... Oh, yeah. I guess everyone else did get described. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did Gasman get described? No, I think Angel got described. And then he was like, he looks like her. No, Gasman has uh, blonde hair and big blue eyes. No wonder his sister is named Angel. I know. And her hair is like super blonde and curly and she's Max's favorite. And I remember almost nothing about her except I found her super creepy. Yep. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's like, it's always weird that it's like, oh, and she's my favorite. And it's like, well, everyone else is like the same age as you. So like, you're allowed to feel parental- ish over a six-year-old it would be weird if you felt that way over everyone yeah (laughs) yeah like max says that she's been taking care of Angel since she was a baby yeah so like it makes sense that she would have some kind of protective or maternal feeling about her yeah Yeah. i guess sucks to be the gas man (laughs) yeah right not that much older not that much older and literally is named over the fact that he has bowel issue he has like ibs (laughs) okay (laughs) I wrote IBS child for him. <laughs> yeah. This is not fair to this poor child. Yeah. He just right? has stomach issues. Like, just give him some probiotic. Help him feel better. Don't name him the gas man. Like, he's literally just this poor kid. a comedic yeah. side note. His whole existence. <laughs> he's literally named after the fact that he farts. And, like, that's all he does so far. Except imitate voices oh, like a parrot, which is also just a comedic thing yeah. so far. Yeah. Don't like it. Maybe he'll have some thrilling character growth. <laughs> Surely. Surely. In this in this book, I have high uh... hopes. Sophie, I am so sorry. I read these four chapters and I was like, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah. way these are written is absolutely wild. Like every sentence is a new paragraph. Oh yeah. yeah. It's oh my god. It's written to be appealing for, like, edgy teens. But also, like, no one older than 12, right? Oh, yeah. I mean... Right, Sophie? 
Well, <laughs> oh, how old was I? And when did it come out? I mean, I read it at 15, 16, but I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I think I was like somewhere between 12 to 14, but I'm not sure. I was going to say, I think I was 14 when I read it because I was like, wow, if this yeah. could be me. Oh my god. I did have that thought also. I was like, <laughs> this book is driving me crazy, but wow. But wow, it could be me. Okay, this was another 2005 publication. So like, you know how we said we were rereading books from our teens? What we actually meant was specifically we were rereading books from 2005. Yeah, when we yeah. were teens. <laughs> when we were teens. Yeah. Were we even teens? I mean, uh, I guess technically. I turned 13 at the end I was, of 2005. Yeah, I was 14 when this book came out. Okay, great. <laughs> Sophie was the only one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> technically a teen. That's a Gravity Falls reference for everybody out there. <laughs> was, oh yeah, who and also watches Gravity Falls. Anyway, um, I want to go back to the first chapter uh-huh. because I want to talk about these wings. <laughs> Heck, yes, <laughs> yeah. Complain about this book all you want. They gave us numbers on the they first gave us like page. In the first chapter. <laughs> this is this is why I was like, listen, this book. I think it's going to be a good choice because they actually do stuff like this where they say Max unfurls her wings and they're 13 feet across, pale tan with white streaks and some freckly looking brown spots. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They've been described. Oh my gosh. So exciting. What kind of bird is this that has, like, it could just be too generic at this point. Yeah, it could be literally everything. I feel like at some point it's revealed that they're all based on, like, hawks or falcons or something like that. Yeah. But I don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. But I did some math. Oh. Yeah. Maximum math. Maximum math. (laughs) Math in the right. (laughs) Stop it. Mathemum Ride. Mathemum Ride, my favorite book. Oh no. Stop it. (laughs) I did, I'm doing math. Pay attention. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, well, I had to make a lot of assumptions before I do this math because I had to assume that Max is average sized for a 14 year old. Mm -hmm. But again, I think she might have like bird bones. Mm hmm. So I'll have to come back to this math. But I assumed that the average 14-year-old girl is like 5'4". And so with a 13-foot wingspan, if she was also like human-sized... I assume she's human-sized. Yeah. Yeah, If she was human-sized, she would need to have wings that are like a certain, not only length, but like width. Because uh, we talked about this in the dragon episodes. But there's a thing called wing loading where the total mass of the flying thing divided by the area of the wing can't exceed 25 kilograms per meter squared because then it just can't fly because the body is too heavy to be lifted by the wings. And so based on that 25 kilograms per meter squared, I figured that Max has to have wings that are not only 13 feet wide... But a meter and a half, well, under a meter and a half wide. Wait, I already said wide. Uh, you know, the other measurement. The other dimension? Uh-huh. Yeah, perpendicularly to the other one. So they basically have to be as big as her, if not bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like... Makes sense. Kind of makes sense. It like, does birds' make sense. wings are most of their body length. Yeah. Usually. But if you want to know a bird that has the closest wing loading to that... Okay. It's a mirror. Oh. Oh. They're not elegant. <laughs> they are very not elegant. Mirrors are like so heavy that they almost can't fly. And when oh. they're babies, they like take off from the cliff face and then essentially just glide until they hit the ground and bounce oh. until they end up in the water. <laughs> it's very funny. I fully recommend watching videos of mirrors flying. But they're like not that close to 25 kilograms per meter squared. So... <laughs> Basically, I just need more information, but until then, imagine Max flying. <laughs> like a mirror. Like a mirror. 
Okay. Which is a lot of flapping for very little progress. I feel like that kind of works though. Cause like I was trying to picture how a human with wings would fly. And there's the classic superhero movie flying where they're like relatively horizontal. Yeah. But unless they have the most intense like ab strength to be able to hold their human legs up behind them, that seems unrealistic. But then where do their legs go? I think about this all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Pivot point for the wings is like your shoulder blade. Yeah. Unlike a traditional, I guess, angel. Yeah. A biblically accurate angel. No. No. A biblically inaccurate angel. Yeah. (laughs) The kind of angel you would find in an activity scene. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like the shoulder blades. If you imagine trying to hold your body, like if you're doing a push up and you try and lift your legs up off the ground. (laughs) That doesn't work. <laughs> like, <that's... laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my God. I feel like I've seen press-ups are a thing that exist for really, really strong like gymnasts or like circus performers. Yeah. Um, into a handstand. And I feel like occasionally you see someone who does a plank and then somehow like transitions to a handstand. Yeah, but they always move like their arms are moved down towards their hips when they do that. Yeah. They bring the breast like uh, yeah. so the center of mass in a human is not designed to be horizontal from the shoulders. From the shoulders. <laughs> You know? Can you just imagine? Can you imagine them flying just like in a standing position though? <laughs> With their wings like out to the side and their feet. <laughs> yeah. They've just got their arms crossed like they're strolling around. <laughs> yeah. Or alternatively, they are horizontal, but they have their like legs tucked up, like they <laughs> bend their knees. And... and then they like hold them with their arms so they're yeah. in a little ball <laughs> under their wings. God. <laughs> I feel like that's genuinely, they must have to like hold their legs up to their chest, either just with pure muscle strength or with their arms. Yeah, they definitely don't, but they should. (laughs) but they should. Yeah. This is why, in my opinion, if you're going to design a human with wings, the wings Uh should be down by like the small of your back Mm, or your hips. Yeah. I've seen a couple things like that. It looks unsettling. I was gonna say, what if you have like a really long torso and short legs? Then you tilt forward a little bit when you're flying and your neck gets sore (laughs) trying to see in front of you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta move the eyes onto the top of the head then. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just like on the top of your forehead. (laughs) Yeah. Or you could just do what, like, the barrel eye fish do and just have an entirely transparent head so that your eyes can just kind of look out wherever they need to. Yeah, that's, I think, the best solution. Just yeah. transparent head. Yeah, transparent head. <laughs> I do want to talk about an extinct bird that could be the same size as Max, though. Okay. Just so quick. Okay. Yeah, because there's no extant bird with a 13-foot wingspan. No, the biggest extant bird... Not the biggest accent bird. The wide, like longest, widest wingspan, I guess, is the wandering albatross. Mm-hmm. It's at, it's got a nine foot average wingspan. Wow. Yeah, which is a big. <laughs> that is big. That's almost thirteen feet. <laughs> uh huh. It's pretty close. Yeah. The largest extinct bird that has been found to this point that could still fly is the giant Teratorn or Argentavis magnificens. Wow, what a name. Yeah. And it is probably the heaviest bird that could fly. It doesn't have the longest wingspan anymore. There's like an extinct albatross that has recently been found with like a 24 foot wingspan. Oh my God. 24 feet. What the heck? But yeah, the Argentavis has like 16 to 21 foot wings so still bigger than maximum ride ride (laughs) that's gonna be confusing uh yikes (laughs) but like max's wings probably will get bigger as she grows right yeah like she's still a juvenile yeah exactly (laughs) that was technically correct but felt gross to say yeah maybe she's (laughs) already at her oh my god maximum size (laughs) oh no i hate this (laughs) <laughs> I actually hate it. This book was a mistake. <laughs> Not to make it super gross, but that's what we do here. That's the like Chuck Tingle parody version. No. Oh. No. <laughs> no. no. How could you do this to us? Sorry. I uh, thought of it and I had to share. It's okay. I'm editing this episode. I'll cut it out. <laughs> yeah, you should probably do that. It was gross. Uh <laughs> 
but yeah, so this, uh, the giant Teratorn was probably like 150 to 160 pounds. So okay. like, you know, it's reasonable for a teenage girl. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's all I had about it, but <laughs> there was a bird that could fly that conceivably was around human sized. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. The thing I find interesting about this first chapter in which Max flies is that she says it's the first time she has ever flown, which I guess is to emphasize the fact that she has basically been like raised in captivity and has never been allowed to, I was about to say stretch her wings, but like literally that. (laughs) But I was also curious about that in that like, why would you go through the trouble of engineering six bird people and not teach them to fly? Like, isn't that the whole point? Um, maybe this will be revealed later. We are only four chapters slash five pages into the book. But yeah. that seemed curious to me. Yeah. It might be that they just wanted to test general survivor rate or something. Or, like, mm. just collect preliminary data. Like, especially if they're all the first attempt at this. Yeah, they're the pilot study. That would make sense. Like, you, And you don't want them to escape because how are you going to control them when they're flying? Mm-hmm right true i guess they could design a giant cage <laughs> yeah really bad saying I that <laughs> i know i feel really uh really creepy <laughs> yeah i guess i do know how to keep birds within an enclosure but it's <laughs> yeah. we are all professional or i guess ex-professional keeping things in a confined space people. <laughs> animal keepers <laughs> birds are like different though yeah, yeah. flighted birds are a little different. yeah yeah but... yeah but like they could have an aviary for these children <laughs> yeah. i mean they're the thing is is they're a lot bigger than your standard bird that's true they have to have like a hockey arena well it's fiction yeah the aviary they make in jurassic park i think it's like what the third one or something she said something up like that we're in we're supposed to be in some sort of dystopian future i'm assuming so i'm assuming there's the technology to build a giant avery so like yeah to hannah's point why have they not been taught to fly but also can they just fly like that like the way she did is that not something like you need to develop muscles to do to keep yourself up. Yeah, or the skills. Yeah. yeah. Presumably there's a large instinct instinctual component. But again, if they're only 2% bird, then what if they didn't get the genes that relate to flying instinct and they only got the physiology? Yeah, well, that's it. And it's like, if they're also being kept in captivity, it can assume there's some sort of muscle atrophy going on, right? Yeah. Like their muscles are degrading unless i i don't remember exactly what happens to them in the school but no me neither i'm assuming it's all bad so i i I can't see them having the muscles in their backs to support flying like that Mm -hmm. right away but then maybe it's Mm -hmm. a flight or flight response (laughs) 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 puns hey i made a funny Uh, I I feel like maybe this doesn't really track because they're all different ages. Yeah. But like maybe the fledgling period is like longer because Max would have been... 12 yeah when she when they escaped i guess because they were here yes. they've been here for two years two yeah. years minimum too yeah angel which means angel would have been four and four so it's very clear they're a found family you're welcome hannah <laughs> hell yes <laughs> and they wouldn't leave without each other you know yeah and yeah. so it could have just been that they weren't allowed to fly in the school or they were only allowed to do like quote unquote practice mm-hmm. I don't know wing workouts or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> and they didn't want to fly to escape until Angel could so maybe mm. it takes until they're like four to be able to do that yeah 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 that's fair the thing that bothered me about that is in this this first chapter where Max is running she could out- outrun any man and so could Angel who was six but then Angel oh. is still six when she wakes up two years later. Oh, interesting. That is yeah. interesting. Unless this is just, you're supposed to assume this is dream logic, where it's like, yeah. oh, we're all the same age we are now, but she's remembering what happened. You Isn't know? there something about Angel that further stuff was done to her? Oh yeah, she's fucking weird. I think so, yeah. But I remember that too. My brain is like, 
isn't it something that she doesn't age? But now I'm think I'm just thinking that because you said that, Hannah. <laughs> but I feel like there's there was something more done to Angel. Like she's more yeah. special than the other ones. Yeah, yeah. She's got real main character energy. Oh yes. my god, so much. <laughs> doesn't she end up being too, or maybe not too, but really neurologically advanced for her age? Yeah, I think so. That sounds right. I think she also get, has gills later. <laughs> oh my god. Doesn't she she can like what? She can talk. I'm pretty sure she can Aquaman talk to animals. Yeah. Later and what? breathe underwater and yeah, it's wild. Oh, Isn't wow. she like evil later? Yeah. Yeah, Probably. I feel like I remember uh. something like that. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. okay. Moral of the whole thing. Maybe she is actually sick since she has some sort of anti-aging thing. <laughs> she's just six forever. But then Max yeah. says that she's been taking care of Angel since Angel was a baby. Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> I I think I think this is dream like max knows that angel is six yeah. right now yeah and so she's just saying she's six yeah i feel like it's probably that but i was i did get a little yeah i was like huh, huh? excuse me <laughs> well and we know jeb disappeared two years ago but he did take care of the whole flock before that oh right so it's probably before that even yeah, yeah like so then... if we give them an extra like year maybe with jeb to learn how to be independent yeah. then angel would have been three yeah which is not necessarily an age that's known for being able to outrun a grown man but, but... <laughs> yeah i mean i i think this is still like currently all of them can outrun men yes currently they can yes but then yeah. how did how did they get away the first time i suppose surely we will find out right yeah i'm just yes apparently impatient for information <laughs> yeah we're only four chapters we're in only four yeah. chapters in. yeah <laughs> to be fair a lot has happened in those five pages a lot has happened classic ya book a lot yep. happens a in lot five happens. pages yeah even i am annoyed that this book started with a dream because that is one of my least favorite tropes even though we get some interesting information from it it's like oh we read the first chapter and then chapter two it's like max wakes up which on another <laughs> note was very funny having just read yeah. Aragon. <laughs> yes she does not fall asleep again in any of these chapters no though. she doesn't she's awake for all the rest of the time but i did yell when max woke <laughs> up at the start of the chapter <laughs> <laughs> congratulations max uh, she yeah. truly is uh, the protagonist i mean it was a very fun way to reveal the wings you know yeah it's a very dramatic first chapter it is extremely dramatic <laughs> yeah. i was super on board with it yeah and then it was like that's part of the problem though that it was like oh yeah like i'm so interested to see like how she's gonna get away and like oh my god she's flying like how does she fly to safety and then she wakes up yeah, yeah. it's like oh <laughs> Okay, well, I guess I got my hopes up for nothing. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel better, I feel like that's what's going to happen at the beginning of chapter five. <laughs> yes, probably. Uh, but anyway. But anyway. Another thing about chapter one, because okay. really, listen, okay, not much happens in chapters two through four. No. It's just like Max and the kids waking up and having breakfast. Mm-hmm. They describe each other. That's literally all we get. It's just character introductions. But in chapter one, Max is running from the Erasers, who we know already from the prologue are basically werewolves. And then she's she starts uh, getting nervous because she hears the baying of bloodhounds. And I was like, oh, interesting. Like, they must have made the Erasers turn into, like, bloodhounds so they'd be fast for tracking. But oh. then it turns out that... <laughs> The erasers just also have bloodhounds. Yeah. Yes. Like the actual dog. Yeah. Yeah. So they do. <laughs> why do you think that was necessary? <laughs> I think the erasers are just for fighting. Yeah. They don't track. I don't think they're for tracking. Why don't they have like a subspecies that's for tracking? Listen, this is the first. I'm pretty sure we're also <laughs> going to find out that they're the first erasers. Like, ah, right. Yeah. So good point. <laughs> haven't had time for that yet. Yes. That'll be in Gen 2. Yeah. Also like wild that you picked wolves and just general birds yeah, for your just... science experiments instead of being like, I don't know, gorillas or yeah, some kind of monkey. A little closer. Closer yeah. to a human. Yeah. Especially for the erasers, right? If they just want to be fighting machines, like gorillas are pretty strong. Like orangutans are super strong. Everyone agrees. Everyone primates agrees. are terrifying. Yep. I do not like primates. They are so scary. Yep. <laughs> so scary. Extremely unsettling. I do not enjoy them. Ugh. And wolves are just like big dog. Big dog. Big dog. They so were fluffy. probably just like, hey, we could make a werewolf. Lol. I mean, yeah, that's what I would do <laughs> if I were a med scientist. <laughs> yeah. 
Which is probably why they also came up with like, oh my god, do you think we can give people bird wings? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. So if they are making werewolves and bird people, because the only two things really connecting those are that they're like kind of fun. Yeah. Like already exist. Yeah. They must have like a fish man, right? They could make a minotaur. <laughs> Ooh, a yeah. minotaur. Centaur. Yep. And yeah, they could make a mermaid. A gorgon. Um, a gorgon. I don't, I don't know about good. a gorgon. Yeah. Well, half snake. Snakes for hair. <laughs> well, if it was half snake, it would be like a naga. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That then. But also a gorgon would be, would like track. So you're, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> they could make Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but not like that. <laughs> but not like that. <laughs> I mean, maybe like that. They made... <laughs> fucking angel able to read minds they can probably make just some guy really sticky yeah although that would be more like a <laughs> like a tree frog probably tree frog yeah. man <laughs> yeah because if they made spider-man it would just be like the scorpion king from the third mummy movie oh my sure. god <laughs> <laughs> or you remember the um this just makes me think of spy kids 2 where there's all the like weird cross animals do you guys yeah. remember that and yeah 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 the spider monkey <laughs> Oh yeah. no. <laughs> okay, now I'm trying to imagine if each of us was the mad scientist. Uh-huh. Hannah would have uh half people, half right whales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just an extremely large person. I would make really fat mermaids. <laughs> yeah. They'd be so big. They would have no knees. <laughs> I would abolish mermaids with knees. Get them out of my planet. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they would have to have, uh-uh. and they wouldn't do the the up and down swimming. They do no, or they would do. do up and down. They wouldn't do side yeah. to side. Yeah, they would be horizontal swimmers. Yeah, with mammal with tails, no knees, <laughs> not scaled fish tails. No mammal tails. Yeah, got it. Okay. Yeah, I'd make some really fat mermaids with whale tails and no yeah. knees. Or they would be half lobster. <laughs> oh my god, lobster claws for hands. Lobster claws yeah. for hands. Yeah. Just creepy lobster eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> they can swim backwards really fast and yeah. walk forwards really slowly. <laughs> yeah. And they pee out of their faces. Yeah, it's a good time for everybody. <laughs> One of them becomes best friends with a gas man because his name is the piss guy. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they let them my themselves? <laughs> They're five-year-old boys. <laughs> It's like, mm, we should have known this would happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is my best friend, Fart. <laughs> <laughs> Fart man. Fart man. <laughs> terrible. Absolutely okay. terrible. No, they could be friends with Sam's creature, which would be oh. half sea urchin. I was like, a horrifying oh! urchin creature? <laughs> yeah. It would have five human torsos on top ah! of it. <laughs> Oh, I was just more thinking a human with, like, spikes all over them. I was not thinking of pentasymmetry as being a defining feature. (laughs) An urchin except instead of two feet, it has human legs. No! (laughs) That is the worst visual you've ever put in my head. Okay, it would just be- With, like, just the human face, like, right in the center. <laughs> this is terrible. You flip it over, and instead of the Aristotle's lantern, it's just human teeth. It's just teeth, and it says, hey. Hey, what's up? Hey. It opens its, like, big human eyes, and it's like, ah, put me ah. back. And it tries to kick you with all of its feet. <laughs> and then it just has, like, a perfect butt on top of it. <laughs> it's just a perfect butt. <laughs> Would it be a pentaradial butt? Would it have five <laughs> butt cheeks? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're such a good mad scientist. Sam, yours is the best. <laughs> I didn't even do anything. You guys did all of it. <laughs> I was going to put a human with spikes, but you you no, took it too. somewhere. A human covered in tube feet is also good. <laughs> that would be food. also good. Now I just have a literal image oh. of a sea urchin <laughs> with a bunch of legs sticking out of it. I'm How dare a you? a sea urchin with a butt. <laughs> <laughs> no, five butt cheeks. So please oh. draw me a sea urchin with five butt cheeks. <laughs> five butts on top. <laughs> Oh my god, it's beautiful. Okay, I also want for the human version. Uh-huh. It opens its mouth and it's got an Aristotle's lantern uh, there and it's no. horrible. That's so that scary. is horrifying. That is That's body terrifying. horror at its finest. Body horror. Oh, my, oh god. my god. Abs hurt from laughing. I'm gonna piss <laughs> myself. <a> <laughs> No, that's your piss lobster. Man. That's my lobster. <laughs> I'm piss man. Oh no. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> 
And Sophie. I'm gonna wait. Sorry, I'm gonna just cut out the part where you just said I'm piss man. <laughs> gonna be <laughs> i'm saving it some i'm saving it in 18 locations so it never gets lost <laughs> that should be the cold open <laughs> i'm this man i'm not usually on the receiving side of edit bullying i don't like this <laughs> oh my god okay oh, oh, what are we talking podcast. about podcast you're mad scientist oh, yeah. thing sure it's just exactly the it's same just, as Sam's, except it's a jellyfish. Except it's a jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> With five... Bu- well, do jellyfish don't have pentaradial symmetry, right? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. No, uh, I guess with jellyfish it would be, but it, yeah. Wow. <laughs> would, would it be brainless? It's all over its arms. Yeah, it has no brain. No, it would just have a visible brain in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, ew. A human brain right in the middle of the jellyfish. Right in the middle of the gonads. <laughs> yeah, four of them. <laughs> Four, four. <laughs> okay, so like, I'm the piss man, and Sophie's person has four dicks on top of their head. Yeah. Oh, God. Jellyfish don't have those. <laughs> Sorry. You're right. <laughs> Got babies on the brain, literally. Anyway, wow. That was a good time. Uh, I forget what got us to that point. Uh, you know, it's hard to say. Anyway, let's talk about something else oh my god yeah i want to talk about my only note that i have for chapter two okay uh which is in alternating lowercase and uppercase i just wrote no grown-ups yeah (laughs) (laughs) no grown-ups because uh there's a part where max is like and the best part no grown-ups after she talks about jeb leaving Uh-huh. Yeah. And Max is the oldest, so she has to take care of everyone, even though she, Fang, and Iggy were all born within four months of each other. So yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. It's because of gender roles. Because yeah. of gender roles, yeah. It, yeah, Fang is going to be the dad friend, I guess. Yeah, but don't worry, because Max is very sure to say that she's not a fembot. Not <laughs> so a fembot. So she's not good at cooking. I almost closed the book when I read that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> It's so I'm not like other girls. <laughs> and like in yeah. such a degrading way too. It's not just yeah. like I'm not much of a woman or whatever. It's like I'm not a fembot. It's like, whoa, Max, yeah. no. It's <laughs> like, like I should care that a dude can cook better than I can, but I don't because I'm cool. <laughs> I hate it. I hate all I hate of it. it. Yeah. Uh, I would have eaten that up when I was twelve though. Yeah, like, me yeah. too. I'm also not like the other girls. I'd be like, wow, she's so different and cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's okay. James Patterson. Yeah. And whatever her name was, the ghostwriter that got me. You know what's great is uh-huh. that other people can cook and I can't. And I love that. <laughs> That's yeah. a great thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you speaking as yourself or as Max? As me. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, wow, imagine. True. Yeah. You can instead just be like, I'm not good at this. And other humans can be good Someone at it. Someone else can do it. Uh-huh. That's fine. Yeah. My thing is sports, which unfortunately doesn't really work out. Or I guess I don't really work out. Oh, that you don't like them. I don't. <laughs> I'm bad at sports and oh. exercising, but I can't oh. have someone do it for me. That's unfortunate, yeah. That's true, yeah. yeah. Oh. Anyway. Maybe if you were more of a fembot, you would Yeah, care. yeah then I wouldn't care so much. <laughs> yeah. So, Sophie, you need um, an Iggy, who is, it seems, the best cook of the... Uh... Yeah, that would be ideal, but not like a 14-year-old. <laughs> not like a 14-year-old. <laughs> like an adult. Like Yeah, like a grown-up would be super chill. Not 14. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that in chapter two, when they describe the house, it's shaped like an E on its side, which I liked because uh, when I was in university, I lived in a residence building that was shaped exactly like that. So I was like, oh, but the the ends of the E, so I guess like the three halls are just on stilts over the edge of the cliff. Which is fine when you're a bird kid, I guess. Yeah. And I just, I liked that they were described using the word cantilevered, mostly because it like reminds me of a person that we all used to work with. Uh, you know, <laughs> I went on a, like an epic quest to learn what the word cantilever meant when we were like <laughs> trying to get a ladder for a particularly precarious aquarium exhibit. What does cantilever mean? It basically means like something that extends out over up and away from its base point. Oh. Uh, so in this case, it would be like that there are struts holding out the floor of this house 
and then the struts are like angled back into the cliff. Okay. I can't imagine that would be fun to be Jeb. Right? (laughs) The non-winged adult. And presumably he built it. Yeah. Or did they just like find this house? That's what I was wondering. I was like, did they build it or did they just find it? Because that seems lucky. It does seem lucky. How how many major spoilers do we want to talk about? Oh, go for it. Oh, yeah. No spoiler alerts in this podcast. The whole thing is full of spoilers. Okay. Well, because Jeb works for the school. Yeah. He's like evil, right? And so I'm pretty sure the house was like built by the school as like the next step of their training. Uh, Oh, that does. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. sounds familiar. Right to like let them believe that they escaped and then. Yes. Right. Yeah. They're going to catch them again later or something like that. Yeah. Show up with giant butterfly nets. Yeah. (laughs) Like a bird mist net. Like a a (laughs) mist net. (laughs) You put out at dawn. They just have bird eyes. so They can't see it. They can't see it. Oh, God. They have like human eyes so they can't see in the dark. So they like yeah. go out and get stuck in a, in a giant volleyball net. <laughs> Curse you, volleyball. Like, Damn it. <laughs> Not again. Not again. <laughs> they play. Okay, wait. I <laughs> banded birds for a little while, and the way they would get the birds into the mist net is they would play like chickadee alarm calls. <laughs> Because chickadees, like, if other birds hear a certain chickadee alarm call, they'll all, like, come over to mob the predator. So now I'm imagining they just, like, play chickadee calls and (laughs) the human bird hybrids were like, we have to go there. (laughs) Isn't it like the, someone taught me that the universal sound to make a bird come over to you is to go. Yeah, that's the bird sound. That's the bird sound. I think it is because it mimics an alarm call. Yeah, that's what I was told. So so they put up like all of these nets and then someone hides in the bushes and goes. Psh, 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 psh. Yeah. And they're like, and they can't stop themselves. We got to go. <laughs> got to go over there for some reason. For some reason. <laughs> I love all of the head cannons we have already. <laughs> yep. Yes. We're going to have a good time with this book. Maybe not reading it, but talking about it. What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm already not having a good time reading it. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't like the end of chapter three where it was like, oh yeah, that's another special thing about Angel. She can read minds. No. Yeah, I didn't like that actually. (laughs) I didn't like it at all. Weird. It's like, oh, great. The, yeah. the writing is very over the top. Yeah. I feel like the dialogue is like kind of fun so far. Yeah, so far. <laughs> so far. Yeah, and like I am very aware that this is not written for me. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine. I'm going to complain about it because that's yeah. the point of this podcast. But like there's nothing <laughs> actually wrong with it. It's just a style that I don't like because I'm no longer 12. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's okay because I'm going to be the you from Aragon. Yeah. <laughs> where I'm the apologist. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a pretty fun role. I... But it will hurt your feelings just a little bit. <laughs> the nostalgia. I was not expecting to remember as much of this book as I am wow exciting it's a good time would you say your memories have dropped out of the sky like spiders <laughs> i was about to bring up that moment <laughs> which is oh, what? what the what the erasers do at the end of chapter four reminder yeah. that the erasers are werewolves they're half human half wolf and they drop out of the sky like spiders. Yeah, I am interested to see because like they for, first of all, they dropped out of the sky like spiders <laughs> and they already have like wolfish muzzles, huge yeah. canines and reddish glinting eyes. And so I'm trying to figure But then it explicitly said they turn into wolf like mm-hmm. whatever. So I'm like, did they already change? Well, she does say they're men with wolfish muzzles. Yeah, I'm imagining like where kind of like furry style. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like an anthro I was going to say, I, it's just weird that she didn't say anthro wolves. Yeah. I mean, maybe furries weren't like as much of a scene back then. Maybe. Or maybe um, James Patterson just wanted to stay very far away. Yeah. From being furries. From furries. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, first of all, do spiders drop out of the sky? <laughs> like from a tree? Um, no. Do they mean like oh. when spiders when fall they, like, off descend? of- yeah or something like are they sometimes yeah if you're like under a tree or on like a porch or something a spider will like come down on a web in front of you yeah so are they like swat team mission impossible coming down on ropes that's what i I assumed i'm assuming oh i was just imagining them like plummeting from the sky (laughs) 
No, I, I imagined, like, intense spy scene. Done. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was actually, honestly, I imagined them, like, popping up from behind a tree or something. So, like, I clearly just was not paying attention to the actual scene description, even though I wrote it down. <laughs> I was gonna say, because they came out of the sky. They came like out of the sky spiders. like spiders. <laughs> and I'm imagining them, like, in a cartoon popping up from behind a hill, like, ah! Yeah. And they didn't do that. And or, like, the Ewoks... Not. When uh, all of the Star Wars protagonists get caught in the net and all the Ewoks just like stand up out of the ferns. Oh, yeah. That's what I was imagining. <laughs> oh, okay. That's but that's not what happened. <laughs> yeah. I do like if they come in because they didn't say, oh, and we heard a helicopter coming. Yeah. Which means like if they're Mission Impossible laying down, they're from like a stealth jet. Whoa. Which what science <laughs> thing can afford a fucking stealth jet? <laughs> Yeah, I mean military though. That's why it's like military, military program. Yeah. Why, like who else would get the funding to do a unethical human experimentation and True. b just be like, I'm gonna put some w- wings on some people and be like, <laughs> yeah. that's that's something the military would do. That's yep. absolutely correct. You're right. If I get disappeared, it's because uh, the Canadian military. <laughs> It's working on bird people, and they caught yes, us. Yes, they came after me. <laughs> yeah. Avenge me. Well, we'll see. Oh. <laughs> Seems oh. like a lot of work. I'm assuming they'll come after us next. That's true. Sam will avenge me, right, Sam? Yeah. If I get unalived by the uh, military. <laughs> yeah, of nice. course. Thanks, Sam. Seems like, obviously. Obviously. I'll take my 16 daggers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We all know I'm going to be the fighter when the apocalypse happens, but I really probably should learn how to fight. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be growing mushrooms or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to be that person in the, like, breaking news montage at the start of the movie where it's like, five billion people died, I'll be one of those. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I do just want to note about the erasers. Uh It says they have reddish glinting eyes. Yeah. I just, I do want it noted that wolves have yellow, orange, hazel, brown, or green eyes. Yeah, so like not red. Not red. But orange is reddish. You can have the red if they, like, at night. night. Yeah. yeah, you do like the glowy eyes at night from yeah. the tapetum lucidum or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not night is the thing. It's not night is the thing. It's daytime is the thing. Yeah. 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 I'm sure we'll get into this more in the future. But I was a little bit surprised at all of the like topics that came up in this. And I was like, oh, we could talk about this. But it's something we already discussed in relation to either Twilight or Aragon. Yeah. yeah. We could talk about it more. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, and I'm sure we will because we'll be coming at things with like a different perspective and in a different set of like fantasy rules yeah yeah and we can't rely on magic instead we have to rely on weird science weird science (laughs) mad science Mm -hmm. science fiction more than fantasy Mm -hmm. in this one heck yeah maybe a fembot will show up Uh, i think one already did it was max (laughs) i guess the one Uh, who cooks (laughs) yeah no, it's Angel. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's probably Nudge. She's. I feel like Nudge is... I, I feel like I have a memory of Nudge being, like, the aggressively feminine character. I think so, too. I remember that. Yeah. Also, it's not Max and it's not Angel, and there has to be one, because this book was written in 2005. You have... There are only six kinds of people, three of each gender, and... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because there are only two genders. Yeah, there's like the the badass lady, the broody man, the beta man, the comic uh, comedy relief man, the girly girl, and the evil girl. Yeah, and yeah. we got them. Yeah, yep. there they are. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Spoiler alert! Well, if you guys don't have anything no. more to say about this, no. let's guess what happens next. I feel like it's harder without specific chapter without titles chapter now. Titles. Okay, do you yeah. want me to? Tell you, like, the first... Oh, the first line of the chapter or something? Yeah. Okay, so, chapter five. There was no time to think. Well, Well, they're gonna try to run away. Or fight the erasers. Yeah. Fight or flight. Fight or flight. Fight or flight. (laughs) Probably flight. Probably flight, if you think about it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Chapter six. God. Yeah. Max question mark. Oh. Oh, Jeb's gonna come back already. Uh, I was thinking that's probably one of the other kids being like, fearless leader Max, what do we do? Right? Yeah, maybe. Or it's one of the erasers being like, huh? It's Max? (laughs) Wait, you're those bird kids? You're those bird kids? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Chapter seven. Uh huh. You see, that nightmare I had is actually hard to tell apart from my real life. Okay. Well, (laughs) well, that we already talked about. Yeah. Yeah. 
Also, I think she already explicitly said that in one of these chapters. Oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, chapter eight. Uh-huh. We all have great vision. Raptor vision. Ah. Oh. Okay, so they're mixed with raptors. Yeah. 98% human. <laughs> no, 2%. that's not what we're doing here. <laughs> um, um, we're trying to guess what happens in the chapter. They talk about what kind of birds? <sighs> no, I, they're, they're keeping a uh, lookout probably mm, they probably yeah. got away and they're keeping lookout yeah that makes sense yeah i agree with sam <laughs> great well i guess we'll find out <laughs> next time next sounds time. good <laughs> yeah next time on midlight on. crisis midlight crisis no uh first we're gonna talk about what else we're reading oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> getting ahead of ourselves i still am not of reading a whole lot but i finally finished the city we became and i really liked it it was exactly my shit uh not the new york part because i don't really know new york that well but all the rest of it Uh very good huge fan (laughs) it's such a unique concept very unique i really like nk jemison's writing style Mm. it's beautiful is how i would describe it (laughs) So, yeah. And that's the only book I've read, uh, which I started in May of 2022. (laughs) I got there eventually. Yeah, you did it. Yeah. Yeah. We're very proud of you. Thanks. What about you guys? Well, we're recording this in November. And so I finished our November Midlight Book Club book, which was Piranesi by Susanna Clark. It was weird. It was fun. It was uh, it was a great time. Other than that, I am now reading The Lighthouse Witches by C.J. Cook. And I just want to say any book that has a friendly neighborhood basking shark is an automatic win for me. So 10 out of 10 so far. Wow. Wow. Yeah. His name is Basil. Aw. Basil the Basket Shark. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's a really so good name. cute. It's so good. Dang. Yeah, they did a good job with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Are you crying? <laughs> Sam starts no. crying over a basket shark. I'm fine. <laughs> emotionally fraught week oh geez yeah yeah uh all right i'm gonna take over so sam can uh compose herself yes i finished the books i mentioned last time which i believe were ocean's echo by Avrina Maxwell and A Lady for a Duke by Alexis Hall. And I also finished Piranesi by Susanna Clark. All three of those books were amazing. But I finished Piranesi, which I was reading physically last night, and A Lady for a Duke, which I was listening to this afternoon. Um, so currently, I'm only reading Eldest, but I will hopefully be starting another book tonight. We'll see which one it is. Really? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned in January. <laughs> if you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on Spotify or your podcast of choice you can talk to us and find fun related content on social media we are at midlight pod on facebook instagram and tiktok hopefully still on twitter maybe on yeah. something else by the time this comes out i don't know man it's a weird time to be on social media uh, but all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, which is midlightpod.podbean.com and on youtube and today we have a testimonial from max On a cool scale from 1 to 10, this podcast is an easy 15. (laughs) Hell yeah! God, that's so Uh, embarrassing to hear out loud, huh? (laughs) 